I think this horse could be really, really good. I, now, again, at 10 to 1 to win the Derby, that's that's out of your mind if you're doing that. You know, <laughs> just don't do not do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I just feel like, honestly, and I hate to say this because I really like simplification. I would take him over simplification. I really would. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up, Hunger Darren Austin, man. It's Thursday, March 10th, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? What's up, man? You know those sock caps that we have on at on like the opening when we're at Oakland? Yeah. Heather found those. I forgot we had them. She found them. She would they're like in the depths of the closet. We found them. You still have them? They're still they're still in my possession. Wow. I did not think I had them, but they are. Both of those them. Are, yes. Let's go in. Let's go in like the racing hall of fame. I think. I mean, I, I, I feel like that's where they belong. They called me and I said I don't think I have them anymore, so I've got to call them back because they do belong <laughs> in the in some kind of hall of fame. History. That was that was long before the racing dudes were. We were the dudes, but we were we were small time back then. So yes, covering. Yeah. Uh, guess what was that? I've been cold. It, it was probably like Southwest or something. I think it was. About. I think it was, was Smarty, Smarty Jones. Jones, Jones. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. Yeah, and the uh, famous Roxanne Turner was holding the camera. So, shout out to Roxanne. Haven't seen uh, seen her in a while. That's that song, Roxanne. That was about her. Roxanne. All right. Yes. What's up, that, man? That one. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? We survived a uh, a Derby prep weekend like no other last uh, last week. We are back from more for the Tampa Bay Derby, just won this weekend. But let's go over a few of those real quickly. Um, obviously, we'll start kind of worst, uh, or at least least exciting um, to the top. We'll, we'll go with the Gotham, which was kind of going into it, was kind of thought to be the least kind of probable as far as, you know, determining a, a type of real legit Derby contender. Morello uh he dominated and and you know we kind of talked about it last week where on paper he kind of seemed like he should and he did and so what do you he's got 50 points he's into the derby now he continues to win no matter you know i i can shit on the gotham all day long but he continues to win races so how first of all i mean we know the performance was impressive but how like how serious are you taking the source 
I mean, as serious as you can take a Gotham winner. That's for that's for darn sure. Uh, I I don't know. I I think uh, I'm still a little skeptical about how how well he runs when he stretches out, but he certainly has a pedigree that uh, suggests that he's going to be just fine. Uh, and, and it's more of we're going to go into the wood, and, and Mo Donegal's going to be there, and uh, early voting's going to be there. And can can we beat him like we've been beating these other horses? Is the question. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't bet him right now for sure. But if he does that same thing in the wood, I think you're looking at a serious horse. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I really, I just can't find much wrong with him. Like, I don't know what else he could really do. They've asked it or he's done everything they've asked him. Um, they haven't asked him to go long yet. They haven't asked him to face real good horses yet, but he's done really, really well so far. I, I like him a lot more than I thought I would coming out of that race. I mean, he, yeah, he definitely, like, you know, he get, makes you the most excited that you can be for a Gotham winner, like you said. I mean, I think he's 10 to 1 on the uh, Derby future wager, at least the open in the morning line, which is insane. Like, if you, if you bet that horse at 10 to 1, um, you know, you got to remember that's, and that's the thing. Like, if he goes in, and runs well in the wood, then I'll definitely change my tune. But I, it's more, it's not really necessarily about him. It's not fair. Because I think this horse in, in history has kind of shown like maybe they don't do quite well in the Derby, but you can win the Gotham and win the Travers, or you can, you know what I mean? Like you can go and have a great year as a three year old. So maybe, and obviously that's a, a thing that the owners want to do with Murillo, uh, with the Travers being that they're from Saratoga. So um, I, I just don't trust what's I, what I've seen in, in the history of the Gotham as it moves forward to the Derby. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with it, but yeah, the whole, like you're, you know, he hasn't done anything, anything wrong. Um, but like, I don't know, Secretariat's the only horse ever to win the Derby and the Gotham. And I get it's different now. And, uh, we've seen maybe a little bit more classy horses running in the, in the Gotham or running that aqueduct series, but I just, until proven otherwise, I just can't take him seriously yet. I think the biggest race is the one upcoming, right? I mean, if if the Gotham was a mile and an eighth and he would have won like that, I think I would be a little more excited. But right. I, I think this horse could be really, really good. I, now, again, at 10 to 1 to win the Derby, that's that's out of your mind if you're doing that you know <laughs> just don't don't do that <laughs> but i I just feel like honestly and i hate to say this because i really like simplification i would take him over simplification i really would i like his running style i I, you know i like his connections pedigrees there i don't i don't hate this source and usually every gotham winner immediately after the race i just like who cares right but right i'm telling you i don't think he's too bad he he ran better than i thought he would in that race all right, let's let's go to the simplification. Um, you mentioned the, in the uh, Fountain of Youth, of course, it was kind of like the the headline race of the of the weekend in terms of Derby preps. And you had simplification, who kind of at the very last second kind of became the favorite. But you had Emmanuel, of course, going into this race as well that had a ton of hype. Who was the favorite, uh, really, until they got into the gate? So Emmanuel, yeah. let's talk first about simplification. He's done nothing. He, he, I mean, he's done very little wrong, especially as of late. Um, he looked really, really good here. But I'm not going to lie. I'm with – it's like I'm just 
you're kind of waiting for the plug to be pulled on this horse and it just continue he continues to roll but i'm with you like i still don't trust him in the derby uh, i i he has me more confused than any other horse uh, on the trail because the the horse has the ability to win gate to wire awesome that's what we want the horse has been not even close to being gate to wire <laughs> the last two races you know, last time it's it, it's hard for a horse with that much speed to get into that kind of trouble two races in a row. I love him, and for for like what he's done, he's like, damn, this is a gritty horse. This horse is is tough. He, despite poor trips, he won. He closed going a mile sixteenth at Gulfstream. I mean, all kinds of just great things. But also, it's like, dude, if you don't get out of the gate in a twenty horse field, you you don't have a chance. And it's not right. like your figures are off the wall either like it's not like he ran a 108 buyer and it's like okay well even though he has trouble he's really fast it's like yeah 96 solid you know same as morello i just i'm scared about his running style i I feel like he's going to take money too um because he's going to be competitive in the florida derby next out i think he runs one or two in that race i just i don't know what to make of him as far as a kentucky derby horse though i'm i'm very much on the fence with him and like i said he's got me confused and he's the type that can really make you mad because if he struggles out of the gate again and then all of a sudden he gets to kentucky and he makes that first turn and he's out there near the lead you're like oh boy because (laughs) he has the ability to sit the trip and he hasn't done it and that's what's weird about this horse yeah he's uh you know he, he wins uh you know, or to start the season, like that gate to wire, and you think, oh, well, that's kind of fluky. You know, we, we bet him the next time. We pick him to win in the Holy Bull. He misses the break. <laughs> we thought, oh, well, that's great. And then he, he runs a huge race and, you know, and, and um, gets second to White Barrio, and you think, oh, my gosh, this horse, okay, he's very versatile now. And then, like you say, he does what he, do, he does in the Fountain Youth and comes way out of it and, and – mows them all down and, and you just i with you you don't know you can't rely on that in the derby and i don't know what happened if they just decided it's one of those things like are they just deciding like hey you know like we, we found out he can sit off if he does that and he got a lot of speed signed up so we're just going to do it but you find yourself getting into trouble if you continue to do that but to me the other key thing for me is like do i trust that Antonio Sano can get this horse to peak in the Derby. He kind of feels like a horse is just like banging up good races here at the Florida circuit, but I just don't necessarily trust it as we get into larger fields and tougher competition and, and, you know, a little bit more stacked against them. Like, I don't know. I just don't fully trust it. Well, and I think another big thing with him is the, the big test of the Florida Derby gives us that last kind of data point, right? And, like, if he gets the same trip again for the third straight time, what exactly is going to happen where he can turn the tables on White Barrio, you know? And so if he loses that, it's like, yeah, well, I don't love White Barrio for the Derby and he can't beat him again. I mean, I, the the only way I think he turns the tables on White Barrio is he's closer to him early. I just don't understand, like – how this horse is, I mean, and we're not talking like, well, he just fell on a paceless race. Like he's speedy. Like he can get to the front and really go. And uh, yeah, like I said, what happened to the Holy Bull, you're like, well, it happens. That happens sometimes. It's shitty luck. 
what happened again? And I remember watching live and Samich was like, oh my God, he sucks again out of the gate. I'm like, geez, this horse. And I rode him off. And then of course he ran a fantastic race. I, I, I want to reiterate, I like him. I, I have a lot of respect for him, but I just, as a derby contender, I'm very much on the fence with him at this point. He definitely is, you know, he's definitely on the top of the list of horses that could piss you off. Like you said, oh. Um, especially if he especially if he runs well in the florida derby which we expect you know he would and so he's going to go into the into kentucky with you know to be eight to one five to one just to you know and, and you're and you're gonna have he's gonna take money and do you want to play him and he could really burn you so yeah speaking of the other horse in the race that burned money emmanuel of course we both thought he would dominate this race and i mean you've heard of both you've heard of both sides really want you know they're disappointed or wow you got a lot of that race like i'm not down on him too much like he went wide he missed a break he got squeezed he was seven wide the whole way around he just got tired first time against you know this kind of caliber of course first time stretching out so what were you at with emmanuel obviously the next race wherever that might be uh, now that Charge It is pointing to the Florida Derby, and we don't know where Emmanuel is going to point, how where are you at with him? I'm not. It's kind of a blend of both. I'm not off of him. I, I think he did like for trying stakes for the first time, jump up in class for the first time. Literally everything went wrong. <laughs> like it just was not. Good. Yeah, it, it was just not how you wanted to draw it up. However, some of it was his own fault, right? Like he did get pinched out of the gate uh, or a couple strides after the gate. He did kind of get shuffled back. You see that sometimes, but then a good horse will kind of get himself back in the game a little bit. He didn't really show that quality. He just kind of stood and stayed where he had, where he fell and that, that caused him to go wide and then kind of what happened is, is they made the decision or Saya's made the decision of, well, I want him wide instead of inside and taking dirt. And, you know, I, I see why he kind of faded in the stretch. He did run a long ways, but some of his problems were kind of created by himself. So he's got to be better in the next race. I think he will be better. I think getting away from Gulfstream will probably help him. Uh, you know, if they take him to Oakland or uh, the bluegrass, you know, might catch a field there that's not quite as tough. But I, I think the bubble bursts with him as far as can he win the Derby. Now, can he win next out? We'll see what the field looks like and kind of how he's doing. But is he good enough to win the Derby? It's a resounding no after that. I agree. And I'm, you know, what well, I was. I, I've uh, since stepped down as chairman and CEO <laughs> of the fan club uh, of, of Emmanuel because – I think that was the biggest thing we learned. Like, can he win? Can he win next out? Sure, I think he can. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. he can. But it's, I the going into that race, you, myself, many of us kind of thought like he might be really, really good. Like he might be top derby prospect good. You know, like I think he is. And he and so that that was to me was the biggest burst of the of the race was realizing that okay maybe he's not and and i'm with you like um he got he did get into trouble and he had a bad trip but how much of that was on his own you know how much was it being slow out of the gate and um 
just being generally slow early in the race to where the horse kind of had no choice but to be wide and, and and not take dirt. And to me, yeah, going longer might help a little bit in terms of the fast pace, but you're still going to have to be better, especially early on. Because he did well, make a run. He just made a long, sustained run and just got tired. That's the last thing I was going to say about it. The encouraging part is the horse knew what to do. He was behind. He was wide. He made a run on the turn. He got all the way up into the lead. They turned for home. I think he was in front. He was in front at one point. Yeah. And he just didn't have that other gear. And like you said, you could debate on, well, he was wide. He probably shouldn't have. And that's probably true. But, uh, you know, the other, I guess the last thing is I would still be more on his bandwagon if he got second. And I know people go, well, he was tired. And these other horses, yeah, but shit. I mean, he just didn't finish with much at all. Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I feel like he's, I'm really on the fence. I, he's going to present a problem in the next race as far as how you handicap it. Um, and it's just going to depend on the field. I, I don't see a situation if he would have stayed in Florida where he could win that race. And I think that's why they're kind of going to give him a shot somewhere else, but you know, slower pace going a mile and an eighth, Say he doesn't draw outside. Say he can sit two, three wide. And he faces a little bit weaker horses. I think he's going to be right there with a chance. I, I wouldn't give up on him, but it was disappointing. Yeah, and even, I think, honestly, if, you know, in, in due time, who maybe should have been disqualified, um, of course, his riders is is suspended for the ride, but the, the horse stayed up. Anyways, the horse gets second he got the dream trip of the whole race yeah. and he ran dramatically less, you know, uh, distance than Emmanuel. So even if he like passed Emmanuel late and Emmanuel got third, I think the biggest key was like that huge price. Oh, captain or the hell the horse was to beat him too. Like that was, that was the, like the, the worst. Cause if it was like a second where you're like, he's going to lose, but he'll get second. And you're like, Oh shit, he didn't get third. And like, Nope. He got fourth and he just kind of kept fading. And so that was probably the most, I I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Yes. He was tired, but come on. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about fourth place in the fountain of youth. If, if he would have gotten second, you probably would have been uh, not you, but us in general, I should say, not just you single it out, but we probably would have been like Sias cost him the race, right? Like he, this idiot cost him the race, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really like you just don't have that any kind of punch late. It's like, yeah, it probably wasn't good enough anyway. So, um, but listen, I, I I do think he'll get a better trip next time. I don't know how you get a worse one, really, unless you get stopped. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll be able to judge him. But I think he can make the derby. Like he, he can hit the like. Listen, he almost hit the board in this race. He could definitely hit the board in a race like the Arkansas Derby uh, with what we know was heading there. So wouldn't give up on him. But um, if you're holding a Derby future wager on him, probably in some trouble. Yeah, that uh, really you could talk about the whole Pletcher team over the last uh, couple of weeks where it just feels like you if you if you wanted if you thought Pletcher was going to win this thing, you'd, you feel pretty good about it. It's more. It was more of a question of did you have the right one? And now. I don't know. I mean, you're you're hoping to get in. I mean, Mo Donegal all of a sudden is your best horse. Uh, we'll see what Charger can do. But shit, man, like we, it's falling hard. Yeah, the Charger situation is interesting. Going right from a maiden special weight to the Florida Derby. That's 
Whew, that's going to be tough. But yeah, I mean, he's interesting. He could maybe get there. I'm with you. Mo Donegal is the one right now. And, you know, I think he does gain a little bit even from not running because he was right there with simplification in the Holy Bull. And simplification goes back and wins, like, like we were saying, the Fountain of Youth. So Mo Donegal gains a little respect out of this. And, um, you know, he's going to the wood next, a race he could win. So, you, you're probably feeling decent about him going into the Derby. I, I don't know about the rest of these. It's going to be really interesting. But listen, Pletcher is kind of the king of getting horses to the Derby. So yep. wouldn't count him out. He's going to be loaded for these last set of races, and we'll, we'll just see how it falls. 140-20-10. 140-20-10 for your, you know, those big final preps. And so you've got horses like you know, Mo Donegal really doesn't need to do much. Even Command Performance, who runs this weekend uh, in a main special weight, uh at tampa bay if he goes the plan is so to, to do that and then go to a derby prep if he finishes you know he's already got points he's already got points on the he's on the leaderboard mm-hmm. finishes third same with emmanuel finish third i mean all those he's really going to take 25 points probably to get in uh at least i mean at the worst and so right to, to me all those like to, to your point yeah he doesn't have any in but we also could be sitting here in a month well, yeah, a month, I guess, uh, saying he's got three in. He's got four in, you know. Say charge it runs well. So he, he is an expert at getting these horses in, what they do. But all of a sudden, it went from being like, how many of these can, can he win or can, can can win to it might be another situation where last year, like last year, where you're like, he's got runners, but I don't really feel good about him. And that that's, might be how we're heading into it. That's almost every year with him. I know he has a, he has a horrible Derby, you know, uh, record and he, that gets held against him a lot. But the reason why he has a horrible Derby record is he gets horses there that don't really belong. Um, and when he shows up with one that can win it, they usually do. So um, that's, that's just kind of how, how the game is. Sometimes he does a great job of getting these shitty horses to the Derby. And finally, let's go uh, to uh, the, maybe the, flashiest performance of the of the day and that was forbidden kingdom in the san philippe this horse was awesome gate to wire really there was no excitement in here in general like we kind of mm-hmm. just we thought he'd go to the lead we thought he would wire the field he did he stretched out no problem doppelganger did all he could do all things considered uh, a distant second forbidden kingdom how serious are you taking him i mean you have to take him serious after that performance but we've seen this kind of performance before for horses that maybe you're like Maybe they're sprinters, maybe they're turf horses, and then they go out and have no other, you know, no other uh, horse to challenge them. The horse wires the field can go. And you said it perfectly last week. You said this is the kind of race, a mile 16th with no other speed at Sanita, that a horse like this can wire. And so moving forward, how serious do you take them? I mean, you laid it out. That's why I picked them. I just thought, ah, they can't really pressure him. I mean, what we learned is if if you don't pressure a speed horse going two turns, they can carry their speed, right? <laughs> like it's not, and it's not a matter of going fast. It's a matter of getting pressure on the horse. I think that's a big thing because I, I saw some people go, wow, he went really fast and he kept going. Yeah. He's also like six ahead of everybody else. He was in his own race and, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's great. He's, he, he probably didn't even know he ran a race. He just he, was he, out there cruising along. He probably never even heard any of the horses behind him. So uh, yeah, listen, I think you, like you you said it good. It was a flashy performance. You got to take him serious. Um, he got a 98 buyer for the effort. That's obviously solid. It was the best one of the weekend. But 
he's one that give me a race where there's another speed horse. Let me see if he clears them or if he gets pressured and, and, and what happens, right? Like if the Kentucky Derby sets up like the San Felipe did, he'll probably win it, but I don't think there's a good chance of that happening. Um, And we kind of talked about that characteristic with epicenter a little bit, right? Like there was a lot of speed in that last race and epicenter just went out and got in front and all the horses were like, yeah, okay, no, not doing that. Go ahead and take it. You know, can forbidden kingdom do something like that? You know? So that's, that's kind of the key. We, we didn't learn much other than, Hey, uh, a really good horse left alone in the lead. Yeah, I gotta catch. We also learned Doppelganger sucks, Dick. Like he's not any good. I'm sorry. Like on the <laughs> on the live show, we were like, oh, you know, you're not. You don't feel too bad about it. I mean, you watch that race again. He's kind of slow, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't. Know. Well, he's certainly not uh, what we thought he was. You know, no. um, early on in the year, and of course, you wonder what they're going to do with him. Obviously, obviously, you got Messier who's going to be pointing to the Santinita Derby. Of course, he can't run in the Kentucky Derby as of now. That is Bob Baffert. Um, you had Taba, who was on the undercard of that race, that day, or undercard of the San Felipe that day, who was incredible, a gun runner, three-year-old for Baffert, had, had kind of shades of uh, justify, so to speak, kind of making that flashy debut. Of course, you don't. the question is in the air, although there was a great quote out of John White's article this week when I think it was Siegel, he, he quoted, they basically asked Baffert this, like, hey, do we need to take off Messier? Do we need to stop ranking this horse? And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means, is he just bullshit? You know, is he just full shit? Is he just being, like, cocky that, hey, I've got the best horse? Uh, I don't know. But he sounds confident that you need to be continuing to think about Messier for the Kentucky Derby. I don't know what that means, but uh, I thought that was somewhat telling. It was an interesting comment. Uh, if you watch the Derby top 10 video, Magic and I did, I, I said, I got to take Messi off this list eventually. Like, I got to live in that reality that he's not going to be there. But then you, you see that in the John White article, and it's like, well, I don't know, you know. So I'm not going <laughs> to take him off until it's official. You mentioned you might be keeping him. You might be keeping him until, like, the draw, dude. I, I know. It's it's crazy. Um, you mentioned Taba. Uh Without any doubt, that was the best horse on that card. I've never seen one walk back to the winner's circle like he did. He looked like he was ready <laughs> he for fall death. apart. So, uh, my only like justify Charlatan when they won like that, they didn't act like that after the race, obviously. So, my only like concern with Taba, you know. Maybe he needs more time. Maybe he's not going to make an impact on the triple crown. Maybe, you know, they give, they have to give him like 60 days before he runs again, something like that. That's my only, I don't know any of that for a fact. That's just my only concern. But if they can hold him together, he's awfully good. Like that was in that burst, you go back and watch that maiden. That's what you're looking for. So a horse that can just, beat the hell out of them and break their hearts. We just haven't seen a lot of that with this crop. We've seen a lot of good horses, but not that bam burst. So table looked really, really good, but I I don't know. He, to me, that, that was pretty telling. If you haven't seen the video, he was pretty gassed after that race. So we'll see what happens with him, but he was impressive. They're coming to the 16th ball and it's Taba now letting it out a notch and strutting his stuff. 
Taba in a sparkling debut. Look at him jet home. Taba romps, wins by almost eight, nine lengths. Taba got a 103 for that effort. Of course, that yep. matches the, the top buyer, Messier. Um, top buyer for a three-year-old this year. And, I mean, he showed it. It was incredible. Sub 110. Mm -hmm. I mean, the horse was absolutely flying. It's bred to go long. I'm with you. I mean, you, Baffert was asked about that couple times and you know you never know like he's full of shit obviously and or just hiding something or he's like oh you know johnny v thought he felt something was off so he but he you know he, he's fine like there's no we don't have a vet uh report or whatever but you're just like yeah but like this horse didn't debut till now and there's obviously been some issues um that we don't know about so it, it but you know justified it major issues and look what he was able to do <laughs> to cover that up. Um, so you never know. You never know what he can do. If this horse shows back up, let's just put it this way. If this horse shows back up in wherever, he's legit. Like, he, you've got to take him serious. Like, this is a serious I, horse. The, the, I think the best news for, for Tabo fans, which would be his fantasy owner and his regular owners. I don't know if anybody else is rooting for this Baffert horse to be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway... Uh, for Taba, the, the I'm a huge Baffert fan now, like you said, he is bred to go long, and a lot of times those horses with distant pedigrees, when they win sprinting, that they don't really want to do that. Like, he may have not want to went that fast early, and so you stretch him out, he can kind of relax, and, and you really see, you know, uh, that was the thing with Justify, you really saw how good he was in that second race where he was doing what he wanted to do. Uh, as opposed to what they asked him to do. And man, he's like, oh, this this is the horse, right? So uh, Taba should improve going long. Like I said, he'll be one to nine in an allowance is my guess. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And that's, if you go, you know, go watch my live reaction to the race, but on our YouTube channel, but yep. that's the thing. Like, you just don't know, considering where we're at, if this was a normal year, you would say, gosh, can they, can you get him to the Santini Derby somehow and then get him into the Kentucky Derby or whatever it is. But this year being that he can't get into the Kentucky Derby. And even if he could, it's certainly not going to get a horse like Taba in there. Who's so, I mean, everything would have to go right. So it's like, what's the, what's the plan? Is it to run an allowance on, you know, Santini Derby day and then go to the Preakness? Is he going to have tw 20 horses in the Preakness, you know, 14, uh, you know, how many is he going to get in there? Is that the plan? Is that is the Preakness the new derby for him? It, this, we just don't know any of these answers. So you kind of wonder, you know, or is there even a rush if you're him? Like, well, I'm not going to rush this horse because I can't get into the derby. It's like literally cannot get the horse in the derby. So I, I don't know. Like a horse like Doppelganger's one, too. And, and uh, the freaking idiot that ran at Oakland. Can't even think of that mule's name now. But it's like. Yeah, those horses would be in the Derby, and he'd still be pushing on them a little bit to get them there. Now it's like, yeah, like to me, it's like I'm not gonna mess with one unless it's at this point Messier. I mean, Tava's too late, I think, for the Derby anyway. Even in a normal year, that would be some kind of magic. Be a lot. Not to say yeah. he couldn't pull that off, but yeah. that'd be tough. <laughs> I mean, even Justify, he debuted in February. His his, uh, his allowance was March, and then of course yeah. he went on Santini Derby. And then to that point, that's why I think a lot of people say, well, just put Taba right to the Santini Derby. Well, that's just not what he does. You know, mm -hmm. you know he, I mean, Justify, as good as he looked, um, he still had him run to an allowance race uh, the next time out. So, yeah, John, we get it. I mean, yeah, the horse, he never, he never should have been allowed. 
because he uh, he failed the drug test uh, that was kind of hidden um, at Santina Derby uh, that he shouldn't have been allowed in the Kentucky Derby. Of course, would have to change the history, right? And that's why you can't take what he did. Um, that's why there's definitely an asterisk there. But uh, I mean, he sta- he frames the question. It's a sixty four thousand dollar question. I don't think there's a question, right? Like he failed the drug test and he shouldn't have been. Doesn't <laughs> I mean, that's but but in the world we live in, in the world we live in, it, it is what it is. Like I'm not saying that the way he would probably get Taba to win the Preakness is legit, but I'm saying he could do it. That's the thing. Like a lot of, a lot of times people, no, I'm not talking about you, John, but like people in general get mad. Why do you keep talking about these Baffords, hyping up these Baffords? Our job is to pick the fucking winners and you have to live in that reality of yeah. what's happening. You know, I don't want to sit here and, and pick them, but it's like, you have to live in that the reality of the situation and what it is. We live in backwards reality guys. So, all right, let's get to today's show. We're going to preview and give picks for the 400 K Tampa Bay Derby, a 2022 Kentucky Derby, a race that Bob Baffert cannot run in. Prep race at Tampa Bay Downs. We're going to wrap our selections for the remaining greatest stakes action on the Tampa Bay Derby undercard. Plus, we got a huge race uh, at Oakland Park on Saturday. The Azari Stakes, Grade Two Azari Stakes. She dares the devil. CC, boy, we got a matchup here. This is going to be a hell of a race. Stay tuned for that. Let's. In the Tampa Bay Derby. Saturday at Tampa Bay Downs, we've got race 11, the Tampa Bay Derby grade two worth 400K for three-year-olds. Go to mile 16th. This is, like I said, race 11 on the program, and it is worth Kentucky Derby points. 50, 20, 10, 5 for your top four finishers. And field 12 lines up for this one, an 8-5 to five favorite, no doubt about this one. Number four, Classic Causeway. Of course, Sam F. Davis winner, uh classic causeway eight to five he's head and shoulders on on a class level the standout here but you've got of course you've got some of the same ones coming back but you also have horses like major general coming in here at nine to two for todd fletcher haven't seen him as a three-year-old yet money supply for chad brown who looked really good as a debut winner at tampa but he's stretching out for the first time here You've got some interesting kind of shipsational who made a huge run last time out against Classic Causeway. Giant game, your favorite, the Talamo, the Romans angle. You love it, 10 to 1. So where are you going, man? Yeah, it, it really does just seem like a lot of junk and Classic Causeway. I mean, it really does. This is just a situation if the track is muddy or, or you know not in very good condition. You know, if he doesn't handle it, he can get beat. But how's the other way, right? Like, I get Major General coming here for Pletcher. Uh, you know, two for two, you know, both wins. One was a Saratoga Maiden. One was the Iroquois. I get it. But really didn't beat anybody that great in either one of those races. First time out as a three-year-old. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be tough for him to beat a, a horse like Classic Causeway. Um, I ended up landing second on Shipsational because two for two on a sloppy track. So if there is moisture in the track, the horses should move up. But, you know, you take Shipsational, okay, 
what's going to happen in this race that can have him turn the tables on classic causeway you know he uh, you know ship ship sational kind of comes from out of it you're not going to get a hotter pace than you got last time and you couldn't make up uh, any ground on him so classic causeway the boring pick here it it does feel a little bit like new grange where it's like it, when he went into the rebel you know where it's kind of like well there's just somebody that can beat him so we're taking him but Kind of the same way as the Rebel. If Classic Causeway gets beat in the Tampa Bay Derby, it, it's likely not going to be a horse that I pick to beat him. It's likely going to be some kind of crazy long shot. It's really bad, too, uh, when you're comparing to... I was listening to the Magic Mike show earlier. Surprised. I, I mean, I'm on a roll here. I've listened to him a couple weeks in a row now, and <laughs> and uh, they kind of made that same idea, same thought about uh, New Grange, and it's, it's, like, it's pretty sad when you're comparing it to classic causeway at new grange but it does feel a little bit like that race hopefully he has a better result um but he it, it just he just stands out from from a class perspective and i also think you know i, I did the the uh, preview for this on our youtube page for this race and it's like even if the race he, he is versatile enough to where he can dictate how this race unfolds you know if he wants to go uh quick like he did last time and, and kind of gate to wire this field he can if he wants to sit off of it a little bit if someone tries to do it uh he can to me with ship stational if you were gonna beat classic causeway it was last time um like you said kind of with that pace and you know classic causeway coming off the layoff you know that was the time to do it to me he could be even tighter here it could be even stronger i to me it, it, it's gonna he's gonna have to not like the track I think that's the only way he gets beat, Classic Causeway. He's not. He's going to have to not like the track and just kind of spin his wheels a little bit. Speaking, that was not a segue into spin wheel, by the way. I don't like that <laughs> horse at all. <laughs> but, um, no, we're not talking about spin wheel. Uh, but no, I, I do think he should, he should win this race. Now, past that, whether you're looking for an upset winner, whether you're looking for an underneath horse to play with Classic Causeway, you like Shipsational a little bit. You said at five to one, but how about someone higher, ten to one, higher? Who do you who are you looking at here? You hit it square in the head on when you said ten to one. What about Chad Brown's horse, Money Supply? I think this horse is interesting. Has a win over the track. Looked pretty good. One by two links. Uh, Jose Ortiz uh, back aboard once again here. Uh, Money Supply ran on that uh, on the big card there, the Sam F. Davis. So now back here in the Tampa Bay Derby. What what's Try to take a little bit of a new shooter with money supply at 10 to 1. And then how about Happy Boy Rocket at 12 to 1? This horse won the maiden special weight on the Pegasus World Cup card. So those are kind of the two I'm looking at. Kind of those horses coming out of maidens and then coming back up into this, uh, or coming up for the first time, I should say, into stakes company. Um, those are kind of my longer prices. I, I might play a 4 over 311 exacta uh, and then maybe wheel it back the other way as well, just to kind of create that value of course major general is going to get that ship sational the slop and all this going to get bet so trying to get some of these new guys in there uh is going to be what i'm going to try to do here uh with classic causeway and maybe happy boy rocket and money supply are the two that are ready money supply is definitely the the kind of most interesting new shooter in this race no doubt about it because this horse just got a really big number you kind of wonder how inflated that number may have been um, that day. That's a 91 buyer he got, but still it was very impressive. The horse kind of broke poorly on debut. This is an only, you know, maiden special weight winner 
in February at Tampa. That's it. One mm-hmm. race. And then now we're stretching out for six, six furlongs to mile 16th, uh, Tampa Bay Derby. Uh, to me, he's an underneath kind of horse. I, it, to me, it seemed like a, it would be a lot of, he'd have to be really, really good to win. Just, it's a practical joke. So that's obviously, we don't know how he's going to stretch out. He's going six furlongs to mile 16th. Did Drew post 11? He's got the no experience factor. Like to me, there's just a, there's a lot of things against him. Now, I do think he is interesting. I will be playing him underneath. How about you didn't mention this horse? What about Strike Hard? That's one that I'm going to be playing uh, underneath uh, as well because this is a horse who finished fourth last time out to uh, Classic Causeway and Sam F. Davis. But you look back, I mean, this horse really has never ran a, a race other than the Iroquois. You know, he got beat by White Barrio. He got beat by Simplification. Got second in both those efforts. Uh, he beat AP Secret, Skippy Longstocking, uh, in an allowance race at Gulfstream Park. He kind of is, it's not like he's been running in terrible races. And I do think that he will like uh, the track if it is somewhat of a kind of a uh, sloppy mess or any kind of meltdown. Like to me, he's a horse that will give some sort of a run. So, I don't necessarily think he can win the race, but I love I, it's super interesting, right? That Luis Saez jumped aboard this horse. I, I'm not I'm not against the horse. I think when, when it comes to underneath, you can really get kind of you can go a lot of different ways. And this horse does have experience. And that's the one thing, you know, if you're going to take one that's, that's ran a lot and ran against good horses and, you know, for lack of a better you know phrase, won't be intimidated by the by the competition here. He's faced better uh maybe i don't know maybe classic causeway is kind of in the discussion as some of those other ones he's faced but he's faced similar uh we should say so anyway i i get it i i think he could could play a factor um the thing is i don't think he can win it uh no. but yeah hitting the board i i think certainly is is possible with this horse i mean He's ran against some good ones, but he hasn't been close uh, to to beating some of those good ones either. He kind of showed it right last time where I feel like he maybe didn't get the best of trips, but he still made a run. And I think that's what he's what he does. Right. And I I think that's why I like him um, underneath, because this thing definitely has some speed signed up for it. Major General is going to be poorly placed as well. Um, So you definitely think that this the race will at least set up for him. Now we'll see how good he is. I don't think he's good enough to win, but I think if you key him in the second, third spots or whatever uh, you do, he's eight to one. I I'm going to guess he's not going to get a ton of play. Right. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk about the five giant game. Now I know, I know I I get it, but this is a horse who everyone talks about because you know, it's still Romans and, you know, he he won his main special weight, went straight to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, finished third, didn't, you know, he ran well, was drafted in the Fantasy League. He was awful in the Holy Bull. I think he just finished the Holy Bull. So now he's in here. I mean, c- come on. Like, why do people like this horse? I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I, I can't get by him. And, you know, you said something that... <laughs> is another huge strike in my opinion. Luis Saez rode this horse last time out. He jumps to strike hard and now right. Calamo's back aboard giant game. It's just like, look, if this horse wins, I lose. And that's all there's to it. You know, Romans might get one of these horses to the Derby, get lucky, but I, I just, I've never been a fan of this horse. I, I, he, if he wins, I lose. I mean, that's the best way to put it. I, I don't, 
I don't get the uh, obsession with the story. I don't get the obsession with Rattle and Roll for McPeak either. I, I don't know. You'll have to explain that one to me. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not like the juvenile is coming back super strong. Um, he's he's in a better spot than the, the Fountain of Youth would have been, for sure. No, for sure, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, he, 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 Giants Causeway, maybe he likes to slop and maybe he runs well i don't know like it's not like uh, it would be so del romans right to win or or run really well with a horse like this but for him to to upset classic causeway just seems highly unlikely i mean you know we say that a lot it's like roman this is the race he wins and you know though they they really don't win them very often yeah, and when they do, you're never gonna have them. I mean, I just, I don't know. He's not for me. <laughs> if you guys want to play him, go for it. I, he's, he's, he's not for me. No, no. I, I like Happy Boy Rocket uh, as well a little bit. Um, Halterman, I'd play him underneath. I think there's plenty of options here to make money uh, with Classic Causeway, whether it be Happy Boy Rocket, whether it be Strike Hard, whether it be uh, Ship Sational. If you want to go there, Money Supply. Horses that could come running underneath Spinwell, even if you hate this horse, he does make a late run. Maybe he likes uh, the slop and, and he bangs up there for second or third. You never know. But I think the key here that you and I are both on is that we're kind of taking stands. We might be using, I don't, I'm not going to speak for you. We might, I'm going to use him in my multis, but I'm kind of taking a stand against Major General in an overall sense. Yeah, I'm not using him at all. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go against him. I'm gonna use that ship sational because of the of the track, and then money supply, happy boy, rocket, or the other ones. I, I'm gonna take a stance against Major General here. Um, definitely could win, um, but I I just gonna be over bat, and I think he needs a race off this. I I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan of his as a two year old. Um, you know, he could beat me, but it's gonna be it's gonna take a really good race from him. I mean, that's what the interesting thing about him, though, I will say is, you know, it's tough to win, go from main special weight to the Iroquois and win. It just, yeah. I mean, it is. So that yeah. was uh, what? <laughs> this comment. <laughs> Mark says giant game works five furlongs in 59 seconds, which is ironically the same amount of time it takes Romans to zip through the <laughs> <at> Golden Corral. <laughs> go ahead. Very true. <laughs> Very true. This is like the, the this is what happens every time. I I'm like talking about a point, Halsman's dying laughing about a comment, and then I read the comment and I'm like shit. I can't not whatever I say cannot be taken seriously moving forward. So <laughs> uh bottom line, classic Cosway. We're both picking him to win here. Uh let's see. Mm. Two and a half uh two and a half. What's the over under? on horses that are going to run in the Kentucky Derby out of this race under. And I definitely think it's under, I, I don't know this, this field, it leaves a lot to be designed. If classic Causeway loses this race to me, it's a major upset. Like, and he should, you know, unless something terrible happens with his trip, if he loses this one, he should drop out of your top, whatever. Right. Cause he, yeah. he should win this race. Yeah, this is like one of those races for him that it doesn't feel like a lot can, like, he only has, like, he can only lose value in this race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if he goes and wins this race, you say, well, yeah, he, I mean, kind of what I thought he would do. And 
he's still like right there on the cusp of being like the top horse in the in the in the uh crop and if he goes and loses you're like well that was a fluke the same if davis was a fluky race and you got so it's he's got to go out and take care of business for sure um it's hard to see another one coming out of this and, and history has shown us that that's not necessarily going to happen either. And even if the track comes up sloppy, it's no excuse. He has no excuse. That's my take. Like, you know, if you're a good horse, you could be, you could run over the slop. So, so he has no excuse in this race. He has to win it. All right. We're both on number four classic causeway to win the Tampa Bay Derby. <laughs> All right, time for rapid fire. We're going to do some stakes action, greatest stakes action on the undercard of the Tampa Bay Derby at Tampa Bay. Of course, then we'll go over to Oakland Park for their big one there, the Azari. We've got a huge matchup uh, going down there. We'll go there next. We'll start with Tampa Bay. Race 7, Hillsborough Stakes, grade 2, 225K. Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds enough, going one and one miles on the turf. Field of nine uh, shows up here, Halterman. Bleaker Bleaker Street for Chad Brown has done nothing wrong at two to one. Five to two on Lady uh, Spice Spear at five to two. Nine to two, Rocky Sky, another Chad Brown there. Six to one on Runaway Rumor. Let's talk by the favorite, Bleaker Street. This horse has been very good. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I I couldn't go against Bleaker Street. Winning four in a row, two of them come at at Tampa. Uh, I just think uh, she's going to be tough in this spot. I do like Lady Spice Spear a little bit. Thought about giving that horse another try but you know bleaker street beat that horse fairly easily uh so i kind of jumped off her i i think chad's biggest you know uh competition is chad what about rocky sky the sixth horse coming off a long layoff you know one race in the united states it came in the saratoga oaks she was not good in that race but here she is back irad gets aboard so you know i think maybe uh, Rocky Sky can have a say in things. But on top, though, I went with the Proven Horse four wins in a row. I went number five, Bleecker Street. Yeah, it's hard not to like that horse. Um, mm-hmm. Done nothing wrong, literally. And one thing to note, we didn't really mention it uh, completely, um, but the rain situation uh, Saturday at Tampa is its all we've talked about. It's all people have talked about. It sounds like its it's not a question of if, it's not a question of how much and when. Uh, sounds like the track is going to be a mess Saturday. So just make sure you stay tuned for that. So the chances are you're going to be looking at a sloppy track uh, from the dirt. You're going to be talking about turf racing. If they're going to, if it's going to stay on the turf, uh, it's going to be yielding. It's going to be soft. Definitely. depending on when it. So just keep that in mind as you're handicapping these races, especially, you know, take another look at these uh, on Saturday as well, before you put your bets in, because you just don't know how this uh, track is going to play. But you know, I, I may I may regret it, but I, I, I'm going against Chad here, uh, and I went with the seven runaway rumor at six to one. This is a horse that's going to be making uh, her four year old debut here, and ran kind of some big races last year, and just was also just kind of not quite good enough in those. You know, she ran the Lake George at Saratoga, finished fourth, beaten two and a three quarters. She would ran Lake Placid, finished second, both times lost to technical analysis. Uh, in the Pebbles at Belmont, she uh, she finished third. She got second by neck in the Sands Point at Belmont at this distance. She that's probably her best effort that day, ran a 91 buyer. So to me, this distance, now we get Jose Ortiz to ride, which I think is a huge upgrade. No offense to Jose Lascano, but Jose Ortiz to ride here. And this horse making the debut for a Flintshire type uh, uh the sires of flintshire there elusive rumor is the damp 
I think this horse is going to be able to kind of sit off the pace and kind of give you a late run at a distance that maybe she likes the best. So I kind of like runaway rumor here at a little bit of a mild upset um, to kick things off here on rapid fire. I'm like, I got, I'm going prize hunting pretty much the whole day. So hopefully this doesn't backfire. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Race uh, eight. I don't have a Michelob ultra handy. Uh, the hundred K Michelob <laughs> ultra challenger stakes grade three. I know shocking. Uh, worth 100k four-year-olds and up doing one and one sixteenth miles field of 10 lined up for this one dude i texted you the first thing i, I saw this the other day or, or this morning greatest honor three two one makes a return last thing last scene last year was it in the florida derby florida derby i believe it was yep. greatest yep. honor uh dynamic one another kind of uh <laughs> Another favorite there, Dynamic One. I haven't seen that horse. It's a Travers. This horse won the Curlin, if you had forgot. Was in the Kentucky Derby last year. It was 18th, so not quite in the Kentucky Derby, but I guess technically was. Uh, Dynamic One, greatest honor. These, to me, these seem like the perfect kind of name horses who are going to take money, who you could try to play against and be and get a price home. What do you think? Yeah, I'm interested to see what Greatest Honor does. Uh, I, you know, this was a really nice horse developing into a pretty good horse. Got third in the Florida Derby, and that was it for him. But, um, you know, I think he'll come back and run well. Dynamic one, I have no interest in. But, uh, and listen, I, Samich likes him. Magic likes him. Looks like Mark likes him. Yeah, I like no number chance. nine, Cody's Wish. I guess eight to one's a pipe dream. Huh? Uh, it sounds like this horse is going to take a lot of money, but I like him. He's won three in a row, all came at Churchill Downs, all against pretty decent horses, and he just looked really, really nice in all those wins. Um, time for, for Stakes Company. Bill Mott's been hot lately in these types of races. I think Cody's wish is going to be awfully tough here. I, I like him. So I'll, I'll take a shot with him, but um, you know, I'm realizing with each passing second that 8-1 to one is not going to happen. Yeah, it seems like you're going to get more in the – four to one or so yeah, that ballpark and get that cut in half which you know still not awful but i i do think i like cody's wish i'll be using cody's wish the, the the reason why you like cody's wish is probably one of the reasons i like my horse is it just feels like the horse is running underneath or just going to be kind of clunking up there i don't necessarily believe in until i see another see otherwise with like the likes of Warstopper, who uh you know was the favorite last time out did not run well off that long layoff. Maybe he can be better. I think that's a horse that's interesting to use uh, for Todd Fletcher. I'd rather use Warstopper than Dynamic One. I can tell you that. Uh, greatest Honor, still both Greatest Honor Dynamic One. Maybe they can clung up there, for, but I just... How about the one Wolfie's Dynagos? To me, this is a very interesting spot they, they decided to uh, run him in. Of course, more of a turf horse. Ran last time at a big price and won on a synthetic at Gulfstream Park. And now you show up here in a dirt race, a grade three dirt race, which is interesting. But you got to say this. The horse likes this distance. This is right in the wheelhouse. The horse shows plenty of speed in the past. Draws the rail. Gets Paco Lopez, Mr. Clean Paco Lopez, <laughs> to ride. <laughs> and, and you got to think they're going to go. They're going to send with this horse. This horse can fly late and or fly uh, early and I'm hoping you know that the track is what I think it's going to be which is sloppy the horse does have a win on a sloppy track I think that he's like it's like well it's weird like he's a dirt horse or he's not a dirt horse he's running on the dirt was well, like 
it's not really going to get dirt here. It's going to be like slop, and, and we know turf horses can run well on slop. So to me, if you can get anywhere in that ballpark at 10 to 1, he's got a huge, huge amount of upside. It's a weird spot for him, but he does he does have the upside. So I think at the price, he's he's interesting. I I I think if he if you're sitting there telling me like I'm gonna need a, a pro like if he if he gets bet down for some reason to like three to one or not, maybe not three to one but four to one five I, I'm gonna need more you know yeah. so if you to me as a price like that's what I think because I think these horses like the three greatest honor the four dynamic one they are gonna be over bet because of their names and you know running the Kentucky Derby and of course winning the Fountain of Youth and the Holy Bull like greatest honor did last year and of course kind of was one of the top horses at this time last year greatest honor was one of the top horses in the crop right i mean he was it so yeah. you know he's got the hype they all you know quote unquote hype people are going to bet these horses come on the return so to me i think there's a you know options here to to take prices um and hopefully you still get one i like the nine too i'll be using the nine uh your horse there cody's wish in everything as well. All right, let's go to the final one on the undercard, uh, greatest stakes undercard. At Tampa, race nine, the Florida Oaks, grade three, 200K for Phillies, three-year-olds, 1-1, one, one, and 160 miles on the turf. Field of nine for this one, Halterman. And, you know, it's interesting because you've got a couple Chad Browns. One of them's a first-time starter for him, international, you know, that whole angle. Um, another one uh, with Spicer. And neither one of them are a favorite. So tell me, are we getting a bad morning line here? Or is there is it a sign that you're saying, like, maybe they're not as good as you kind of thought they would be? I don't know the answer to that one, to be honest. I kind of think this Dulce Zell horse, she kind of has a look of one that might be pretty good. So... I think we're going to be on the same horse. I think you like this one as well. Uh, there isn't a ton to talk about. You're just banking on the fact that it's Chad Brown, first time in the United States. These horses usually run well. Um, so, yeah, I think Dulce Zell is going to be interesting. His other horse, Spicer, I, I think is going to take money too. Um, to me, I was down to between those two, the three and the six for Chad. I, I'm going to play both of them. Uh, you got the horse, the number nine horse there, who's coming off a second place effort at Gulfstream and a stakes. Maybe. You know, that's just enough for this horse to to, to be the favorite and, and to take the money here. But uh, I'll stick with Chad Brown. I like the three and I like the six on this spot. I mean, there's just way too much to like about, in my opinion, with this three. You know, not to mention the fact that, you know, he does hit at 35% first time um, with these kind of horses. First with trainer, he's 30%. You know, with Lasix, first Lasix, he's 28%. So he's basically hitting about 30% on all the categories with this kind of horse. That is Chad Brown. You get Irad Ortiz. Of course, they team up, and they're very dangerous as well. You know, debut this horse uh, overseas wasn't great. Then the next time out was very, very impressive, I thought, and went back and watched that race. And, of course, stretching Mm -hmm. out a little bit. uh, To me, this horse kind of looks like that – I mean, I wouldn't say quite call her a superstar yet, but she definitely has the looks of a horse that, like, he can make into a pretty good horse over here. And let's not forget, if it is a softer, yielding turf horse, chances are that she'll like that as well. So I like the three a lot here as well. Yeah. All right, let's go to Oaklawn Park, race nine, the Azari Stakes, grade two Azari, 350K for Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up, going one and one-sixteenth miles. 
And uh, yeah, you and I both agree. This is uh, the race of the weekend. I think deservedly so. Field of Nine shows up here, but gosh, I mean, she dares the devil at five to two. CC at three to one. Pauline's Pearl, uh, who's kind of becoming, kind of coming into her own as of late. Rosario Aspies and Rosario's back, uh, a seven to two. So you've got Pauline's Pearl, CC, she dares the devil, and then uh, let's let's throw in the six for Peter Urton, the Lady Mystify, who's been pretty good as well. So. This is a salty little field. She dares the devil making her first race back since a really a poor effort uh, in the Breeders' Cup. Brad thinks she's fine. Says she's been training great. Didn't miss any training. She's good. Do you have confidence in her here? I don't really have confidence in anybody in this race because A, there's all kinds of horses in here that can win. It's pretty evenly matched. And B, all of them kind of have their question marks. And, you know, I did pick number seven, She Dares the Devil to win. But here's what's I just find hysterical. Last year, I picked She Dares the Devil to win, and I was very confident she was going to win this race. I mean, very confident. And she won. But she was up against a horse by the name of Latruska. And I was dumb enough to pick She Dares the Devil, number one. <laughs> get lucky enough to win the race, number two, and then have the arrogance to think, oh, I knew what I was doing, number three. Uh, we all saw how that we all saw how that turned out, right? So this year I come into it and I'm gonna pick She Dares the Devil again. There's no Latruska here, but I'm sitting here not as confident at all, right? Because She Dares the Devil, eh, we kind of learned she's okay. She's not great, but she's good. She's very solid. There's a lot of horses in here that can beat her. You talk about like CC won the Apple Blossom a couple of years ago. It, yes, has to stretch out again in distance, but does have a win at this track and at this distance. Pauline's Pearl coming off the Houston Ladies Classic win. Super quick for Norm Cassie coming off three straight wins. He ships this horse from, from Fairgrounds where she's been training to Oakland. Uh, tough tough spot, Norm, to ship a horse to Oakland in a face she dares the devil CC of Pauline's Pearl. But she's got a shot. She's not a bad horse. So anyway, long story short, I'm picking she there's the devil. Not a ton of confidence. I think this is going to be a really good race. Yeah, you know, I think the the key here for me is she there's the devil is not, it may not necessarily has to be on the lead, but she definitely likes to be on it or very very close. You know, you got a horse like Lady Mystify who's going to be very close or if not on the lead um, for Peter. You know, super quick. It's, that seems like the horse's best shot for Norm. Uh, is to get to the lead. Golden Curl likes to be forwardly placed. I just think there's a there's plenty of speed in here. And, and honestly, I, I kind of wanted to pick um, Pauline's Pearl. I just don't know. She, you know, this is definitely, that's more of your level in terms of the horse, like you follow a lot of the smaller circuits. Like she kind of feels like a horse that like is going to be very good, at, you know, winning the Houston Ladies Classic and, yeah. you know, running the Remington Park Oaks. Although she lost to Lady Mystify, she was... Uh, right there with her those are the kind of races this is this is a little tougher for her so to me this is a big test that's why even though maybe the distance is a question although like you said she she has one of this uh at this distance she won the apple blossom uh here as well right um i just think cc is the classiest of the bunch I, I, yeah I, and not and not just that i think she's coming into the race as the classiest horse as well like there's a difference there and i think she's both um, back-to-back triple-digit buyers. The end of the year of the triple-digit in the Breeders' Cup, of course, she won sprint, seven for a long sprint, and then she bounces off of that and gets beat by Merniz, but runs a 101 buyer that day uh, earlier, I guess I should say last month in the uh, Santa Monica. So 
yes, stretching out, but I don't know why he's bringing her here if he doesn't think she can. And, and McCarthy is, is a great trainer, and he obviously won this race, like he's won the Apple Blossom, so he's been here before, knows how to do it. To me, she's not coming in here to lose. He's a great trainer, and he's a good shipper. When this horse is shipped, they usually run well, if not win. So I'm with you. Very dangerous. I, you know, and I remember that Apple Blossom. That was a, during the pandemic, and it was a really good field, and she came over here and won, and uh, it was it was just a really nice effort. So I, I'm with you. I think this horse is going to run well. Um, you know, it's just going to be a matter of, you know, sometimes she dares the devil here at Oakland just kind of shows up with a big effort, a bigger effort, you know, than, than normal. Yeah, and I, I think the biggest thing here is that with for, for me at the five is I think she's coming in the race really well. She's, I think she's the classiest of the bunch, and I think she's going to sit a good trip. Like I said, with all that speed, she is a horse that kind of comes off, and it's going to be a matter of if she can probably catch, most likely, right, the seven. She dares the devil. Um, I think if she can, this is the race to do it. So I'm on number five, CC, but this is a race, you guys, um, you're going to want to watch. This race goes off at uh, six. 10 Eastern time. So you're going to make sure you watch these. You know, all the action will be at Tampa Bay. Make sure you tune in for this one because this obviously is going to be kind of a preview for the Apple Blossom as well. And not just the Apple Blossom, but some of these horses might face Latruska next time in the Apple Blossom. We'll see. That sounds like that where she's going to go as well. So the Azari, I'm on uh, number five CC. You got number seven. She dares the devil. Yeah, no matter what happens there, root for, you know, one of the better horses to win it. So you get that Latruska matchup. If you remember the Apple Blossom last year, it's one it's one race that a lot of people don't talk about, kind of forgot about it. Latruska, Monomoy Girl, an incredible stretch run. I mean, that was a great Apple Blossom last year. So keep an eye on this for sure. I mean, they said they said from the after that last effort, Latruska probably gonna go to the Apple Blossom. It's a huge purse and you know, we've seen over time that some of the best horses, older horses, older uh, females run that race. So, uh, yeah, you're going to see, hopefully you're going to see Cheaters the Devil in there versus Latruska and, and CC and all those horses in there. So it'll be a hell of a race. Yeah, no doubt. It's all done. We have checked out at RacyDudes.com for our free picks. Of course, our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racy Dudes Premium button at the menu at RacyDudes.com to learn more. Remember, we are your... Uh, destination site for all free horse racing picks and information we cover all the tracks all across the country uh we just did a new update on the site so make sure you check that out uh you got just complete we want to give you guys more details more information that we can so all the analysis to what's going on on the side in terms of what tracks we're hot at you know you got you can go to each individual uh track so you go to Oakland, it'll tell you what our exact is, how many exact is we've been hitting, what for how much, what what the payouts have been on our premium picks, all that kind of stuff. See what tracks we're really uh, doing well at. All that's out available. Of course, we have a kind of an oversight overall uh, view as well on our results page. So I'll give you guys more data in terms of uh, you know how our picks are doing. So if you want that, go to racedudes.com to learn more. We're on Twitter at racy underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can uh, find all episodes of Blinkers Off on our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much all the podcast channels that you listen to podcasts. Uh, remember, go to our YouTube page as well to get all the live streams for this. Uh, of course, we'll be do- are we doing a live stream this weekend for the uh, Tampa Bay? I don't know that we're doing one this weekend, are we? I don't know. I think, I think we're doing like reaction we're taking a break yeah we probably should yeah we can do a reaction video but uh yeah we, we definitely you know, it's it, shit's about to get because what we got here let's uh 
Let's look at the schedule here. Well, next week is going to kind of be, you know, quiet because the rebel, they moved the date. And so we have nothing, but then you got three weeks, really four weeks of just nonstop action. Yeah. The next weekend after that, March 26th, you got the Louisiana Derby, the UAE Derby. And then the next day, the Sunland Derby. Uh, Then the next weekend, April 2nd, you've got the Florida Derby, the Arkansas Derby and the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Uh, and then the next weekend, of course, the last weekend, the last major weekend, anyways, April 9th, the Wood, the Bluegrass, the Santina Derby, obviously massive. And then Lexington uh, is the weekend after that, April 16th. So, yeah, it's kind of massive these next, uh, you know, we're basically a month out, really, of uh, March 10th now, April 9th being the final Santina Derby of at least the final 100 point race. We've got a month left find the figure the shit out alterman i mean i've got it figured out just let just let the horse in churchill downs and it's over oh art thank you buddy art says he enjoys the hell out of our channel so thanks that's nice really i appreciate it you know we've been ramping up the content lately obviously it's a great time to do that with all the derby stuff but you know we're not going anywhere in terms of the we we try to make everything video now um you know because you know halterman like the reading he doesn't read well and just he struggles with it so we thought let's just make videos be easier for him and so that's what we've done um let's see halterman uh this weekend's a big weekend for the college uh, college basketball right final weekend of uh, all the all the conference championships going on the and then of course tournaments and then now we get into uh, what is sunday is sunday the the drawing day uh, yeah, they'll draw Sunday. We actually will have a the dude dude sports show will be back Sunday right after they draw to analyze you know who's in who's out all that kind of stuff. So that'll be a fun show, and then we will do uh, a show a day early on Wednesday, giving you the game by game picks for Papa Dude and I for uh, the bracket. So a lot going on over there. Yeah, we we talked a lot about basketball today on the show, and yeah, it's it's crazy conference tournaments going on right now, um, and all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, sports, uh, it's it's very, very busy right now, and that's how we like it. So, um, But, yeah, we're having fun. Yeah, at least like Mark said, it is nice to, if you're going to have a consolation prize here, to to not have a derby prep uh, the next, well, you have Tampa Bay, but then the next weekend is we'll have March Madness going on. So yep. uh, can keep, kind of keep us busy with that. Of course, racingdudes.com slash sports to get all your analysis of March Madness. We'll have that on Dude to Bet Sports if you want to watch the – uh podcast that Halter was talking about due to bet sports go to find the podcast for that as well magic mike show if you haven't watched them they were on earlier go check them out they did the late pick four at tampa bay on saturday so you want their analysis of course of the tampa bay derby and that complete late pick, late pick four sequence make sure to go search for the magic mike show to find their uh their picks uh as i watched like 90 percent of it which is shocking it was pretty good so wow i know i didn't watch it today Maybe tomorrow. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening to us. I'm watching more of the Magic Mike and, you know, I don't know. It's weird. I, I apparently, I need a life, I guess. I guess the big <laughs> uh, <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, Mark, Mark's comment of uh, SWAC final live stream with Papa Dude. The reason why he said that on, on the uh, Dude to Bed Sports Show, Papa Dude, <laughs> he was previewing all, like, we previewed the MEAC, we previewed the Big Sky, like all these random tournaments. And he, he posted them all on the website. And so I was just scrolling down and I'm like, Dad, like, when do these end? 
he was like, oh, keep on going. Oh, there's the <laughs> I like Southern in this one, you know, and I'm like, Jesus. So, yeah, that's that was what the joke is about there. He was this he's dude's going to be like Rain Man people. filling out his bracket on Sunday. You know, he can be, it was so nuts, too, because he wouldn't miss a beat. He would be like, yeah, the swack. I like so-and-so. You know, they beat so-and-so the other day. And I'm like, I've never even heard these teams we're talking about. You know, he got to the <laughs> Ivy League. He was talking about the Ivy League. It was wild. <laughs> Yeah, Mark says yeah. Hey, he was talking about a conference I've never heard. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It was so funny. I can't. I can't wait. No matter what, good or bad, it's gonna be solid content on the site to see how his bracket does. Because like, if it, if oh. he's killing it, it's like, dude, you're like Rain Man right now. You know all. You know all this stuff. Been, you, and then if he's not, and he's been studying all this for months and months, and then he <laughs> his bracket goes to shit the week one. That's gonna be good content too. He is a jewel on Twitter. There's, there's, you just never know what he's gonna say on there. So, yeah, during that, it's gonna be crazy to see. You know, he was arguing with a bunch of OU people last night. It was hilarious. (laughs) He's like old man, so like he doesn't. He, I know what he's talking about when he says things, but sometimes he says things and they don't really make sense in Twitter language and. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't get it and then they don't get what he's saying and then he doesn't understand what they're saying and it's it's a it's a shit show on there <laughs> and then you just sit back and watch <laughs> i know and i don't correct him or even chime in i'm just like oh this is too good <laughs> so just leave him alone <laughs> he, he's he, you never know i'll see one pop up like up oh, papa dude that's it's that's interesting comment but it's always about something random you know he's he's all he i gotta give him credit the dude He's going in it like full on. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's so, addicted to it. He goes every time I talk to him, he's like, Well, every time I talk to him, he goes, he goes, Did you see that idiot on Twitter last night? I'm like, oh God. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, is is he's still new to the Twitter game, whereas we just like, I'm like, no, I didn't see it because I block it. I mean, I don't even look at people's comments on Twitter anymore. But he's he every comment he's eating up, you know. So he's you're like, no, dad, yeah. I didn't. And by the way, if people don't realize, Papa Dude is, is this guy's dude is this his dad, his dad. So that's what makes it even more enjoyable. It's like the same kind. If, if any of you are like around our age, you know, mid to upper thirties, I won't you know tell you who's older, but it's Alterman. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you know, you have a dad that's in a similar category. There, we all know that conversations like and just imagine releasing that onto the twitter world for the first time it's like watching your newborn make his first steps walking you know it's just like you don't know what's really gonna happen but you can't you gotta watch but it's just it's solid content it's just yeah. nothing else about it it's funny sylvian says we create a monster it's sylvian's fault he kept saying papa dude are you on twitter are you on twitter and finally he made one so it's your fault and yeah, you should take credit for it or be blamed for it, whichever way you want to look at that. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Like I said, he uh, he's he he's having fun with it, and uh, the thing about it, like you said, it, all all he does is sit there and watch basketball all night. So he knows what he's talking about. Now you know March Madness shit. Whether you get him right or, lo- or not, that's a lot of luck. But you know when when those shitty teams or, or maybe not shitty teams, just teams you haven't heard of. He's seen him play. I can guarantee you that. So he'll be valuable in the next couple of weeks. Well, especially for those little games that like, you may seem like, you know, on paper that they're, but it's like, if you've watched them play, you know, they're not very good. And 
he'll he'll be able to be like, no, no, I watched them 13 times this year. They're not very good. So he, he texts me, he texts me just a minute ago and he goes, Can you believe Southern lost a grambling or something like that? I'm like, I can't, I didn't know they were playing. So <laughs> Southern. <laughs> yeah, there's Southern. It's like a school down in, I don't know, they're in the SWAC or the MEAC or the something. Big sky, big west. <laughs> The giant game conference. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, on that note, did you know that the Ivy League doesn't do a full tournament? Just the top four teams from the league play in a tournament. I didn't know that till today. Did Papa Dude teach you that? Yeah. He we got to the Ivy League and I said, Why do you only have four schools up here? He goes, Oh, well. Uh, in the Ivy League, uh, sports aren't important. So the, the, <laughs> if you don't finish in the top four of the league, you just they don't even let you in the tournament. <laughs> oh, That's, okay. Oh, all right. Well, now you know. See, this is a channel about learning, guys. And now you know. Right. Now you yeah. know. I didn't know that. So thank you. Thank oh. you, Papa Dude. So there you go. If you guys want tons of that content, just make sure you go to RacingDudes.com or go to our YouTube page just search for racing dudes in the search and to subscribe hit the notification button that way you get alerted to all papa dudes random crazy ass comments and content as we head into march madness of course all the horse racing derby content as well all right guys thanks for tuning in i'm jared welch he's aaron halterman good luck RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com. Your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 